0: I love that song. It's a classic. I wonder if Vaughn Palmer thinks so. Let's find out. He joins us this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simmy. Don't you think that's a classic, Eddie Murphy?
1: Uh, yeah, it's kind of fun, actually.
0: <laughs> I'm just putting you on the yeah. spot. I know. Uh-huh. I don't expect you to actually think that. It's yeah. just kind of. Oh, no, no, he was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. He was yeah. a one hit wonder. I still, I still
1: kind of lean. Well, anyway, yeah. No, what? that's good.
0: That's you kind good. of lean what?
1: No, no, never mind. Okay.
0: (laughs) Let's (laughs) talk about politics. I love talking music with you, but I also love talking politics. No, it's great to
1: talk music. And uh, what was I going to say? Welcome to living with the pandemic year two.
0: (laughs) No kidding. Nine years. Here we are, 2021, and still talking about COVID-19 in a big way. Uh, We're going to get some numbers this afternoon. Uh, Do you think we're going to see an increase?
1: I think we'll see an increase. I think that today... I would say, desperate last-minute change in the liquor rules with 27 hours to go before New Year was a sign that they're worried, and uh, even though Dr. Henry said it didn't come from out of the blue, it came from out of the blue. So I think that's a sign. I think what she said last week, too, Simi, that when when she was explaining why the test, why the positives, Uh, seemed to be leveling off. The number of new cases seemed to be leveling off. Um, Well, she said testing was down by 50% in some places. People weren't getting tested. They didn't want to be. They didn't want to know if they had it before. uh, You know, this is one of my old rules, right? If you don't go to the doctor, there can't be anything wrong with you, right? It's like you haven't been diagnosed with anything. So. I, right. and I don't mean to make light of it, but I, that is what was going on. People weren't getting tested, so I think there's there's plenty of concern. We're we're expecting a couple of other things this week that I think are very important. Um, most news organizations are deluged with questions about when do I get vaccinated, yes. when, and how do I find out if I'm going to be vaccinated, and how many vaccines are there, and why are there so few and all that. So we were told we'll get our first comprehensive update on vaccines today and as much as they can tell us at this point about the rollout. So, uh, so far where the vaccines have been administered and that includes about a dozen First Nations and remote communities where it's been distributed And uh, some sense of, like I don't think she said last week that they don't know how many vaccines they'll be getting beyond the first month of the new year. So it's very hard to say when supplies will be sufficient to begin moving on to the other priority groups. But I think we will get some sense of the rollout. And uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix said last week, this will now be a regular weekly feature of the Monday briefing. So we should know more by the end of the day on that one.
0: Okay, so more on that one coming. Also, I would imagine they're going to get a lot of questions today about the long-term care home outbreaks.
1: Yeah, I was shocked last week, Simi, and and I'm used to... Uh, having to ask a lot of questions to get some information out of uh, the BC Ministry of Health and BC Government on this, but I was shocked last week to see that one of the major pieces of reporting on long-term care was in the South China Morning Post. Ian Young, the reporter, he's yeah. based here in Vancouver, but the paper, of course, is based in Hong Kong. And the headline was, 31 die in Vancouver care home catering to Chinese elders as a COVID-19 tragedy quietly unfolds in the suburbs. So there has been some reporting in B.C. on this, too, but not a lot. And the one reason that Young's piece was so important was because it was clear that the sources of the information that 31 people mostly of chinese heritage had died in this facility it was not from the health region it was not from the bc government young got the story from residents uh and family of residents who were aware of this um I know, Simi, that our colleague Keith Baldry has been quietly lobbying the government to start telling us more Mm -hmm. about the death toll in long-term care facilities. They stopped doing it. You'll remember the big outbreak in Langley, the one in North Vancouver, the ones in Vancouver. We were being told how many people had died in those facilities. They stopped releasing that information. And, you know, why is probably less important at this point than... You better start telling us that stuff, uh, because in this case it, it got out anyway through some enterprise reporting, and it should be an embarrassment to the BC government and the health ministry that the news broke from a newspaper based in Hong Kong, which is not exactly a bastion of press freedom on the face of the earth at the moment.
0: Right, but also it just gives the impression that they're hiding something. If they yeah, they were yeah. releasing it and now they stop releasing it, it's like, well, why would you yeah, do that?
1: I agree. It's uh, you know. Uh, I mean, our, our high level of confidence in how we handled uh, COVID-19 has been fraying through the fall for a number of reasons. I mean, the second wave has been much worse than the first. And, but the other thing is it's been a struggle to get information. And uh, this is a, a good example at the moment, but there are others.
0: Yeah, there are definitely. Let's talk about working as well. So we've got the care home situation. We've got kids going back to school today, teachers concerned about that. But then this kind of flew under the radar, and I didn't hear a lot about it until the last day or two, about the reducing of staffing levels at some of the big construction projects. Yeah, so in the... uh
1: flurry of COVID-19 news before Christmas and in the briefings. On the 23rd of December, Dr. Henry said during the briefing that she had been in discussions with uh, major constru- regarding major construction projects in northern British Columbia where there were concerns about uh, COVID-19 getting loose in the work camps. Uh, she said there were a couple of reasons for the concern. One is, of course, that Workers, they don't all live in the remote regions where the camps are. Uh, They go home. Some of them leave British Columbia. Some of them come to Lower Mainland or Vancouver Island. And so she was concerned about them bringing back COVID-19. The other thing she was concerned about, there's been some reporting on this. The Northern Health region has been really struggling with cases. And they've had, in some cases, to move people uh, to critical care outside the region. So you put all that together together. Uh, she said she was issuing, or she would be issuing, an order uh, restricting the return to work at camps, capping the number of people who could work there. She didn't run down the list of the projects, but when the order came out on twenty 29th, this is why we are only hearing about this now, it's Site C. It is the big LNG project in Kitimat. It is the coastal gas link. Pipeline that's being built from the northeast yeah. to Kitimat to bring the gas, and TMX, although as you know, TMX is already affected by another work safe, uh, workplace workplace it, it, uh, issue. It's it's a big number. Uh, the the one that really jumped out at me is the work site work on site work at Site C starts off with four hundred people this month. Yeah um at times last year there were thousands of people working at site c now it's not clear how that whether that's going to be confined and for how long it, it is a phase in as announced but it's having it will have a huge impact on those regions and another reminder that uh, COVID-19 is still with us. No
0: kidding. You mentioned Northern Health having problems. I mean, when I hear that, I get worried because is not that exactly what we have been trying to avoid is overloading these more isolated health authorities.
1: Yeah, that's one reason why, uh, another reason why they've made it a priority, distribute the Moderna vaccine to remote Northern communities. It's not just because those people there, uh, pre-existing medical conditions with native elders, uh, isolation, but the system can't handle a lot of cases. They have to start moving people out of the region. So... And a couple of times uh, last week, I know Dr. Henry said they were still waiting for updates on data. There's been some confusion. Uh, so, yeah, th- that's the reason they're doing it. And I, I don't think you'd argue with the reason for doing it. I think the reason, as I said, Simi, that we kind of overlooked it was because it was part of a briefing just before Christmas, mm-hmm. and the actual order wasn't released until the 29th. And then what happened, I think, was some news organizations, including the Vancouver Sun, like I got a a note from somebody saying his son was laid off Hmm. on on New Year's Day at the project, and this order is the reason. And I went, oh, okay, well, it's starting to have an effect.
0: Oh, boy, okay. Thank you, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Sammy. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. More information on all of that coming this afternoon with our update with Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix.